0: Welcome to episode 21. I can't believe it. Launching a podcast is something I never would have imagined I would do, but it sure has been fun for me. I really just wanted a place for you to meet the amazing people that I'm getting to know for you to hear more about how they're living their lives with more purpose and more joy as they're stepping into their strengths. I hope as you're listening, you're inspired to learn more about what is so great about you. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please take a minute and leave a review or rating wherever you listen to your podcast. That would be so helpful for me. I would love to meet you either in person or virtually to coach you in your strengths or with your team or your family. You can connect with me on my website, barbaracolwell.com. Well, this next episode, you're going to love the conversation I've had with Hunter Lloyd who lives here in Austin. He's had a passion to work in the finance world since he was in high school. You will hear his calmness, his confidence, and excellence as he runs his business, and more than that, how he cares so well for the people that he leads. His strengths are self-assurance, not many folks have that one, strategic, maximizer, relater, and achiever. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Hunter. I'm so glad to have you with me today on Embrace Your Strengths.
1: Yeah, thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, this is so fun to um, get to know a little bit more about you and hear um, how your strengths are living out in your, in your life. So tell me a little bit about you, where you live, and what
1: you do. Yeah, so I live in Austin, Texas, and I have a, a wife, Morgan. And we have a six-month-old Hudson. So life is, uh, is a lot of fun right now. We're doing a lot of learning as, uh, as new parents. And for work, yes. uh, I am a, uh, a founding partner at a financial planning firm called 49 Financial. So I um, oversee the Austin and Atlanta offices and then have a team of my own in Austin that I get to lead as well.
0: Oh, that's great! Well, it's so fun to see you. I mean, I know we've um, connected a little more the year before last, but just with COVID, it's like all of us—we've been all locked up in our houses, and so it's just great to see you on our little video as we're doing this. But um, tell tell me a little bit about how we first connected.
1: Yeah, so I guess my wife Morgan and your daughter Rachel are, are friends, and so we'd connected in, in a couple of different ways. Through that, But I would say where we really got to know one another is last year when you and your husband, Warren, as well as Woody and Tracy, who were guests on a, a previous podcast, led what we called a, a DIG group. So a discipleship intensive group. Is that what it stands for? That would yes. be pretty embarrassing uh-huh. if we got that wrong. Okay, so uh, <laughs> our, our DIG group. Yeah. And every Tuesday for, for nine months... Uh, between, I guess that would have been starting in September of of 2019 through May of of 2020. Uh, Got together every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 and always had a meal. Barbara and and Tracy did a great job of making sure that everybody was fed and and they were great cooks. And then we uh, spent the next two hours just really um, getting to know both everybody in, in the group, we did a lot of, of self-discovery, um, really growing within our marriage and uh, also learning about uh, and growing in our, our relationship with Jesus. And it was just a great opportunity to, to come together and, and ultimately not only grow, but really to learn how do we then become disciples ourselves and, and make disciples. And so um, I would say that's really where, where you and I got to, to know each other Um, well and and really connect on on a deeper level.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely one of the big highlights for me and Warren is just having y'all in our home each week and just the laughter and just the vulnerable things people shared and just, just your teachability in um, just so many areas. So it was such a treat for us that y'all would carve out that time. and. be part of this group. So you know, one of the things that we have done in the last couple years when we've done the group is just a few weeks going over people's strengths as a couple. And um, tell me, tell us what your top five strengths are and just a little bit about what your strength journey has been.
1: Yeah. So my top strengths are self-assurance, strategic, maximizer, relater, and achiever. And I really hadn't gone through any exercises around discovering strengths until we did that. Um, I guess that would have been last year in, in the group. And so mm-hmm. that was really helpful. I, I'd done some different things like Myers-Briggs and, and the Enneagram. But I think that this in, in particular was, was really helpful um, just to be able to understand my wiring in, in a different way. And as as I looked at the strengths, I think initially with my top strength being self assurance, um, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that more throughout the conversation. That one I had, I would say mixed feelings about because I just didn't really understand it. I, I didn't know that that <laughs> could be a strength, and so yeah. what, what I understood it to be initially and, and what it actually is were, were really two different things. But as I've really gotten to to know and, and better understand each of these, what, what's funny is I, I would actually put it in the exact order that it came out in um, once once we did the mm-hmm. analysis. And I know that for other people, uh, sometimes that's not the case. Maybe there's a strength that they just don't uh, understand or they, they would put it in a different order. But it was really interesting mm-hmm. being able to, to take a look and, and see the order in which it, um, that the strengths came out and in the different ways that I think it's it's helped me learn a lot about who I am, also who I'm not, and I would say more than anything has just made me feel a a freedom to be myself and to to be the person that um, I believe that the Lord made me to be.
0: That's so neat just to hear that, and I do I do think um, obviously I've been talking with people about their strengths for like the last five years, but I do think it's just so. Just so clear and insightful, um, these thirty-four talents that people can have, and I think um, self, like I said, self-assurance is your top top talent. And can you tell, explain a little bit more about what that is? It is in the database of people that have strengths. It's one of the very um, lower numbers, and I'm sure you can understand why, because I think a lot of people don't really have self-assurance, and so that's what's fun to see how you have it and just getting glimpses of how I saw that show up even in our group each week. But tell us what your understanding of self-assurance is and how that's shown up in your life.
1: Yeah. Like I was saying, I I think that's evolved a little bit because when I initially saw that as a strength, my first reaction was, oh man, is that self-assurance? That sounds like somebody that would be or egotistical or full of themselves, or I started to look at, mm-hmm. wow, are we about to have a conversation about how, how I lack humility or uh, different <laughs> things like, like that. And as I really got to, to understand the, the definitions um, and just some of the examples that, that were given about, you know, for example, faithfully trust internal compass when navigating through life's challenges or unflinching drive forward, even in the face of, of adversity. Um, it really started to to click more with me because I had never really thought about it that way. But um, I, I am a, a fairly decisive person. And as I'm able to look at mm-hmm. some of the, the options that are out there, uh, I'm not somebody that wavers a lot within decision making when I see an option. And, and I feel like it's the best option then I move forward with it. It's not something that I typically am always thinking back of did I make the right decision or, or worrying or thinking about well what if I had made a different decision and just continuing to, to move forward um, in with with whatever is in front of me and so I think that you know more than anything, um, it, it's really allowed me to understand that um, you know I, I believe the Lord has has uniquely. Um, wired me uh, in, in a way that was by his design whenever he uh, breathed life into me and so with that I don't have to be everything for, for everyone um, and so it, it just gives me the ability to have confidence that you know he's made me who I am and, and he's given me certain talents he's given me a lot of talents that uh, or rather he has not given me a lot of talents that, that are out there that other people have and thank goodness because oh. I'm able to, to freely, um, rely on those people for those talents and so i would just say more than anything that that self-assurance mm-hmm. um, is just a, a confidence in in who you are as well as the, the decisions that uh, that you're making mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious um, do you do you think did you see this in yourself as you've grown up or can you think of any particular things like as you were a little kid or in high school that you thought, yeah, yeah, I had, I had self assurance, even though you didn't know that that was a, a strength at that time.
1: Yeah, I would say that that part of it is even just working in finance. That's something that whenever I was a sophomore in high school, I don't have anybody else in my family that's that's involved in finance, uh, and so there wasn't a natural path for it. But as a sophomore in high school, I decided. I want to work in finance one day and so I was able to when it came time to choose a major in college there was no questioning or wondering okay we'll look at all the different options what's out there it was no I I decided a while back I want to do finance it's still what I want to do and um, you know I'm, I'm always open to seeing if there's there's other options but there just weren't any that it felt like made more sense and so I felt self-assurance in in that decision and uh, have continued all the way through, even once graduating to then looking for, for jobs in finance and and wanting to find, you know, how to make the most impact with, within that career field.
0: Hmm. I think a lot of people don't really have that clarity at that young age. So that's really encouraging to see how, how you just saw that and you move forward and here you are. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about your other strengths: strategic, maximizer, relator, and achiever.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: do those look like for you?
1: Yeah, I think that um, you know specifically the the maximizer and, and relator play off of each other the the most. I think that strategic and, and achiever um, are are strengths that that I certainly see within myself, but are are more Just what, you know, if I were to look at it, um, I'd say probably more in in silos of of their own. Um, And so I think Mm -hmm. that the strategic is is always looking at at a situation and trying to find the most efficient way to approach it. You know, we we had a lot of opportunities uh, as as we're talking here. This is the, the week after the big ice (laughs) and snowstorm that we had in Austin. So lots of opportunities to exercise that strategic talent. Yeah, I bet you you
0: figured that out,
1: huh? To to the best of our abilities, we did. So, (laughs) um, yeah. And then, uh, like I was saying, with Maximizer and and Relator, it's anytime I'm in a a group setting or, or with other people, it's not only wanting to, to get to know them on, on a deeper level as, as a relator, but I want everybody else to be able to see that in them as well. And when I, when I think that I've identified strengths, then I want to find ways to bring that out in them so that, that everybody else is able to uh, appreciate that about the, the person as well. And so I think that's really where Maximizer starts hmm. to, to come out. And then um, with with Achiever, I would say that from a young age there was always uh, a drive that uh, to to try to pursue excellence in, in whatever I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing. So I'm somebody that if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm really going to go for it, and uh, if I'm not going to do it, then I'm, I'm really not going to do it. So it's yeah. it's kind of one one or the other. But that's really I think where I've seen achiever come out in in, in myself.
0: Um, I remember a. I think you told last year about um, your summers, like kind of your expectation from your dad, maybe. Mm-hmm. About Tell me about sure.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I grew up in a, in a home where um, work ethic is, is incredibly important. And so I uh, would have been, I guess, 12 years old, my brother got the short end of the stick. He was only nine years old. And <laughs> my dad uh, has a construction company. Grandfather does does cattle and ranching. And so um, both, you know, blue collar industries and um, men that, that know how to really work hard. And they wanted to instill that in us at a young age. And so my dad came home whenever we were, like I said, 12 and nine. Um, he came home, it was probably about 10 o'clock. It was the, the first week of summer and we were in our pajamas watching sports And <laughs> And he's a person that, you know, wakes up every morning by four thirties doing, you know, some sort of quiet time, uh, going to get a workout in at the office by, you know, six or, or seven on, on a late day. And, uh, so he could not believe at 10 o'clock we were still wearing <laughs> what we slept in and, <laughs> He, uh, he asked why we were we were wearing that. He said, well, we just woke up. <laughs> he said, all right, that's that's not going to happen again. And so every day of, of every summer after that, it was... Every summer, yeah. Uh, every summer, yeah, from the time I was 12 until... I guess I'm still going. I'm, I'm still on my streak. Um, <laughs> there was an, an expectation that you're going to have a job. And of course, the issue is when you're 12 and 9... Child labor laws uh, don't allow you to go out and get a job, but those yeah. don't apply to your own family. And so we got to do construction. We had our, our option between construction or, or ranching, and my brother and I had plenty of opportunities to, to work in both. But you know, it's something that that was very different than, than most people's childhoods. We were you know at at work by seven, and um, summers are hot in Texas. Both of That's those jobs awesome. are, are outside, but uh, I mean, it's something that, that looking back, uh, I really wouldn't wouldn't change and um, wouldn't wouldn't trade. Uh, it's something that that really taught me a lot about what it actually looks like to to work hard and um, in, in our job today. Whenever I'm I'm working hard, it uh, it's still hard work, but it, it looks very different, and it, it makes you really thankful for um, what, what else you could be doing.
0: Yeah, wow, that's. That's really inspiring to see, you know, he gave you direction and y'all rose to the occasion and look where you are.
1: There you so,
0: go. It's great. Well, I know last year um, in your company, there were some challenges. And how? What, tell us a little bit about that and like how you saw your strengths, I mean, just from the outsider's view as seeing you during some hard things that were going on. It just seemed like you were just such a leader and leading the people in your company. And anyway, tell us from your vantage point, what what that was like and how you really saw just who you are, help you to lead your people.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was um, definitely an interesting time and a a time that that presented a lot of of unique challenges without going into deep detail. Um, you know, maybe the the best way to summarize it is um, there was a, a time that that was really unexpected, where essentially a, a line was drawn in the sand, and you, you had two choices in terms of who you were going to to work with, and you know, one side was telling one story, another side was was telling another, and um, it was really hard to to really get a lot of facts and information to be able to make a, a great decision about you know which way you wanted to go, but it was significantly going to impact um, the the trajectory of, uh, you know, from a a career standpoint, who you were spending time with, the work that you were doing, those kind of things. And so um, I think that that's really where that strength of of self-assurance, I got to see both within myself in terms of, of navigating that and making a decision. And once a decision was made, the decision was made. Again, there wasn't mm-hmm. looking back and, and it was continue to, um, to, to move forward in that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to say option one is uh, let's figure out um, how to, to make the best of this and, and option two is let's figure out how to make the best of this, that there really wasn't an option B at that point. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, we've decided and let's move forward with it, but also got to see other people that were put in identical situations that, you know, in in a lot of ways were were paralyzed by fear. It was something that just was, did not line up well with, with their wiring and and, and their strengths. And so um, I think that that also, you know, highlighted for me just what self-assurance looks like to be able to, clearly make a decision to, to feel good about that and and move forward within that. Um, And so, yeah, once, once other people decided, you know, to, to come on the side that, that um, I was on and um, you know, my my business partners were on Then from there, it became trying to, to give them that, that same self-assurance as well and and feeding that into them once they had, um, you know, made a decision and, and come with us and, opportunities for, for all of the different strengths that I I listed earlier to, to come out, um, throughout that situation.
0: Hmm. That's great. Well, like you mentioned, even seeing in like this kind of challenging time, you could see maybe some people with their strengths, it wasn't maybe their best time, or have you seen that a lot, maybe not even just in that particular situation, but over the years and, um, leading others when, you can see, oh well, maybe that's not the best job fit for them with their strengths and wiring. How has that been for you as a um, in charge?
1: You know, that, that's something that I take very seriously as as a responsibility, and it's something that, again, I, I really want to operate in humility and and making you know just really sure that as as I'm seeing somebody, for example, that you know, being in, in financial planning, um, it's a very entrepreneurial job. It's it's not a job for everybody. And whenever we're able to, to to bring somebody on that, you know, for whatever reason, it's it's not the best fit, that's something that, that you don't want to frivolously just come to them and say, hey, I, I don't think it's the, the best fit because it's their livelihood. It's their career, right? They, they've invested yeah. a lot into it. At the same time, that is something that we feel like we we owe to them. We have a responsibility to, to come to them and, and just you know lovingly speak truth into that. And so um, you know, that, that's something that as, as I've been able to to grow in my career, I would say that's an area of self-assurance that whenever I feel um, certain that, that that's the case, then let's bring that to the person. Let's let's not be afraid of those, you know, what what would be a tough conversation because that, that tough conversation, again, there's also opportunities, I would say, especially as a maximizer to be able to speak into, maybe this isn't the best thing for you, but here are other strengths that I am seeing in you. And here's things that Mm -hmm. I I really believe that you would be able to put to use in, in another industry or another job that I think you would thrive in. And so being able to, to use, Again, what could be and, and usually is a tough conversation, but but creating opportunity for a person in
0: that—that's mm-hmm. great. I know, like during that time last year, I remember um, Morgan mentioning just how she saw even just the people in the office just really following you well, and I, I think eager to get answers on different things in different days, but just feeling just the cared for and confidence as you were leading the company through just these big changes. But I think even just how you said that is, is really encouraging to know that you are the kind of person that even though, yeah, maybe it's not the best fit for somebody, or even if they might stay and helping someone just to really see where their strengths are and um, get in, get in a spot that really is using those in a more productive way. So I, I would think that the people that get, the privilege of working with you do feel cared for and that you're bringing a a high bar for them at work. So it's, it's encouraging to see how would you, um, say, I mean, one of the questions that even as we talk about strengths is like when you're on your, um, kind of at your best with all of your strengths, like you're your best self. I mean, what do you think that looks like for you when you're using all of your strengths? I mean, Again, I've only seen you in certain contexts, but I can see it. Pretty much looks to me like in your job and your career that you are really using your strengths well. But is there is there any other situation or things that you think, yeah, I'm really good with this? I mean, not to be boastful, but but it's neat to see when someone really is in their element, and that's why I love just talking to different people because we want we all want that and. To see just the different parts of what your skills are and what your love and care for people is, it, to me, I see that that's probably happens a lot. But what's what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I think that you know my career um, is one where the strengths that um, this this analysis has, has brought out um, give me an opportunity to really exercise those and, and put it to work. I would say, you know, even, even this week, as an example, in working with people with their retirement, I mean, that's their, you know, entire livelihood. I, I was working with a person this week that they had worked for a company for 30 years. They're, they're retiring next month. They've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears uh, in into their job. And they're coming to a place where they have to make they've got one shot to make a, a really important financial decision. And there's no black and white answer. It's not, you know, the, the math works out to here's exactly what makes the most sense. There's some different complexities that, that come into it that um, you really just have to to make, you know, what, what you think is, is the best decision. And so being able to identify and strategically plan out uh, all of the different scenarios and looking at that, and then being able to again um, make a, a decision and to be sure of that decision. But then, from the relator aspect of being able to communicate that in a way to where not only do they see the confidence, but but also they feel cared for in that. They feel like this is a person that is not just making a decision frivolously to to make a decision. This is a person that really cares for me and. Is is treating me like they would want to be treated as making the decision, you know, for them. For example, that that I would make um, if it were my parents that were in that that exact same spot. And so mm-hmm. I think that you know whether it be working with with clients or again being in in more of a leadership capacity of of leading people and, and specifically in our job, usually younger professionals that uh, are, are growing in their careers and and are really um, looking to progress and, and develop um, just gives me opportunities to be able to, um, to, to care for, for people and, and for um, you know, not only caring for them uh, through the maximizer and, and, and relator strengths, um, not only giving them confidence from a self-assurance standpoint that, that they're going to make it, but then the strategic and achiever come into play of You can make them feel warm and fuzzy uh, all day, but if they're not actually getting results, then at some point they're going to look at you and say, well, what's going on here, right? And so you do yeah. have to um, be strategic in, in how you go about helping them develop and, and actually achieve and, and get results. And so when you're able to combine all of those, that really um, just helps you bond with the person and, and gives them confidence to be able to grow within their career.
0: Hmm. That's great. I love seeing just how you integrate all those together. And um, yeah, so I think it's just fun to hear your different strengths and what they uh, what the whole package looks like get a little more glimpse into your world. Well, what do you have any particular advice for anyone that might have any of the um, strengths that you have, or maybe they work with someone that has them or Love someone that has the different strengths you have. What advice would you have for someone?
1: You know, something that's really interesting about self-assurance that um, I've been able to, to learn through this is you, you would think that when a person is making a decision, and they feel confident that decision and they're moving forward in that, that that would be a pretty stubborn person and somebody that would be unwilling to, to change course. But something that's really interesting about people that have self-assurance is, when uh, an identical or or better course of action is, is offered um, it's okay to proceed in that. And, and and they recognize that. And so for me personally, uh, again, I'm I'm always looking at different options that are out there. That's not to say that just because there's um, an option that's in front of me, there's only one way to do it. I'm always open to other things. Uh, I just feel confident what I'm doing until I see something that's better. And so I think that for, Anybody that works specifically with somebody with self-assurance knowing that they're still open to to hearing other ideas and, and they're open to feedback and, and open to change. But they're only going to act on that if they ultimately believe that really is the, the best course of action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really great insight. Yeah, I don't really know that many people that have self-assurance. I mean, I think... Um, Not that I know everyone in the world, but from with all the people that I've met with uh, to talk about their strengths, the list is really short. So it's fun to get a little glimpse into kind of what that means. And again, like all of the strengths any person has, they all kind of combine with the other ones. So it's neat seeing how those uh, blend with the other ones that you've mentioned. So, um, wow, that's great. Well, um, one last question I have for you is what has brought a smile on your face or made you brought you joy lately?
1: Yeah, I would say that again, going back to, to being a new parent, uh, there's nothing like being able to finish work for the day and and walk into a room and, um, see my, uh, my son right now. It's a gummy smile. It's not going to be gummy for long. (laughs) His first tooth is is coming in, but, uh, just getting to see the excitement that, that he has whenever, I enter a room or if I've been taking care oh, of it comes in to see him. Um, it's, it's really hard not to, to smile with that. So he's, he's bringing yes. us a lot of joy.
0: Well, it was sure fun to get a glimpse of him of what a week or two ago, it was fun to finally see the cute little guy. So, well, Hunter, thank you so much for um, just giving a little glimpse into your strengths and just sharing just some of these stories about, what they look like in your life. And I know that it will encourage others just to, um, if they have these strengths or know somebody that has some of them. So thank you so much. It's been a treat to, to visit with you.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Barbara, both for, for having me and for doing this. I think this is something that's, that's really helpful and hope that this is encouraging for a lot of people.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. Will you have a good day and give that little cute boy a hug.
1: All right. Thank you. Take
0: care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at CliftonStrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at BarbaraColwell, C-U-L-W-E-L-L dot com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.